0: Sports Radio 1043 The Fan presents football at four. Here's the drive.
1: Hey it's EMAC. Here is uh Payton on Will Lutz. Yeah, I mean Sean knows him well. Westoff uh, knows
2: him well. I've always you know, played against him when I was with the Vikings. His first five years are really good. Um, upper 80 percentage, you know, and then he got he had the injury down a little bit in 22, and then in training camp, you know, he was one of we targeted four or five teams and
1: targeted him. He was 4-4. He's got a big leg. He's got the right mind. Um, They obviously have um, knowledge of what he's like, and and so we felt like it was the right move. Uh, Brett Maher did an outstanding job. I feel he should be cooking in this league. Okay, that was an interesting move. Meanwhile, Albert O is traded As well as a seventh-round pick for a sixth-round pick to the Philadelphia Eagles, Jaleel McLaughlin makes the team. No, Sean Moreno with me today. In terms of other cuts, I don't see anything that jumps off the page at me. Maybe edge rusher Aaron Patrick, he gets released. Montrell Washington uh, done with the Broncos for now. Taylor Grimes, who had some fun with the Broncos as a receiver. Ben DiNucci, the third-string quarterback, and anything else here catch your interest? No, Sean, anything else that kind of stands out to you? No, not necessarily. Kendall Hinton. I mean, that happened a couple days ago. I mean, yeah. (laughs) What do you mean? I mean, yeah. You're not surprised by that? I
0: was just surprised by a lot of the receivers. But, I mean, it's such a thick room. I mean, someone had to go. Okay.
1: (laughs) Might as well be Kendall Hinton.
0: I mean, I guess so, man. But um, you mentioned it, linebacker. Where is he now? I'm talking about Aaron Patrick. Aaron Patrick? Yeah. I did like the way he looked in uh, in camp. But, hey, it's tough. It's tough times right now.
1: What do you do if you're a player that's on the team with guys that you're friends with that got cut? What's the right way to handle that? Are you calling them? Are you texting them? Are you catching up with them later? What's, 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 how's, how does that go today?
0: Yeah, it's more so you text them. You know, they're going through a lot right now, talking to their agent, different things are happening. They might be leaving to, to go to another team. So it's more so, you know, you text them. Uh, the ones that stay in town are still here for a little bit. You, you know, you can see them and stuff like that. But mostly it's just texting to make sure that they're good and kind
1: of checking on them, seeing where they're going next. I always wonder how that goes for the young guys. Like, where are they even living? Like, where yeah. do you go? What do you, What do you do now? Yeah, that's
0: what you, you know, you go back to the rental that you've been renting, you know, close by the facility, and you kind of just, that's where you rely on your agent, man. you know, your agent, and that's what you're paying him the big bucks for, is like, hey, I'm cut now, what's the next move, who else is interested in me, where am I going next, and... So you, you kind of lean on your agent at this time. George Payton talked about
1: how the culture change is
0: going. I do,
2: and it starts with Sean, starts with the head coach. And, and Sean set the tone. Like I've, I've said this, you know, the, the minute he walked in the building, you know, creating a culture of accountability, uh,
1: discipline, uh, detail. Um, it's all about the details with him, competitiveness. And, and so um, it's ever-evolving, but I, I certainly like um, our offseason. I like our training camp. Um, I like where this team's going. What do you think about the culture right now of the team, no, Sean? Goodness gracious! I mean,
0: not pushing the the button to get going here. Yeah, um, no, I like I like what I'm seeing so far. I think he brings that mindset to the team, um, the tough mindset, the um, the grind mindset. So I, I love that so far. Um, what Sean Payne and the staff is doing, and it seems like the guys are responding really well to it. Um, not well, you what's keep it the culture up. been like then? What's it been like for the past few years then? Well, you see how many different coaches, head coaches that they've been going through. And, and last year, bro, it was just, it didn't, like, I'm thinking about camp, just, just camp right now. Um, that's the start of the season. That's the start of, uh, football ramping back up. And shoot, I, you know, I was doing a couple of radio shows at the time and just looking across the field. I'm like, are they in camp or what? You know, guys are just jogging around. They're not hopping and, and getting to each, um, drill with some enthusiasm, that that just wasn't happening. And they took out the seven. And seven. It, just, it was a lot of things that was different where it's like it just doesn't seem like camp. It just seems like a regular day, a regular day, of regular season day.
1: Do you need to be on eggshells? Do you need to be on edge a little bit? Not on eggshells, but you got
0: to you gotta have some kind of pace to you, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially in, in training camp. That's the grind. That's the time you grind, you learn your teammates. Um, and you build that camaraderie at that time,
1: right? So, but it's tough. It's not easy. When do you think Hackett lost the team last year?
0: <laughs> he lost me right then. Yeah. Uh, in training camp. Training camp. Yeah. He lost me in training camp. Um, but for, I think for a lot of people, it was probably after that first game. You know what I mean? And then, you know, they bring in, um,
1: do you, uh, think they, he, do you think they he think
0: lost? Jerry Rosberg, right? They, yeah, they well, Jerry Rosberg, yeah. yeah. Jerry. I mean, there was a lot going on. I think that's probably where um, some of the guys, he lost some of them. But, I mean, he was still sticking up for them and things like that. So, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So, but overall, you like where things are no, going with no, Sean Payton. No, I like it so far. I like it so far. I don't think um, the outcome would, will change very much. I you still, don't? No, I still have them around eight or nine. Okay, well that's, that's what they were last year. Um, well, that's why I had them last year. They're four or five, it, right? It is better, um, but you know, still, I think they still have a, their a year out. Or do you believe in time. Sean Payton? Yeah, I do. He has the, um, you know, the the background to to back it up. Do you believe in Russell Wilson? Hmm, I think I do. <laughs> he has KJ, to. Re- he's he has here. to gotta, really show say, me. KJ is all about it. He has to really show me. Um, and, and I like him. I think he's a really, he's a really good quarterback still. But man, he he really has to um, rebound
1: from what last year was. KJ, like. you want to enlighten, no, Sean here. You want tell me? I mean, tell me something. What what, what, what you got there?
2: Right, obviously, I'm a big Russell Wilson fan. I think if you listen to the station for a while, you know that. But I mean. Yeah, I understand you. Your doubts no shun, but what I will tell you is, uh, Russell Wilson has always been the type of quarterback who he runs into the pressure. He doesn't run away from I'm the pressure. He nervous. I'm just realizing. ready, ready man.
1: I just realized something. We got Mississippi against Georgia right here.
2: We got Mississippi against Georgia. Right there is no competition. <laughs> I, <wasn't> gonna, <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but you know, you got it. so wait, wait, wait. What do you? What do you say there? Mississippi State or Ole Miss have not won any national titles to my knowledge. I may be wrong. Somebody's going to check me on the text line, I know they are. But uh, to my knowledge, they have no national championships. Georgia has a gajillion. So <laughs> there is no competition. So I like, like what Lane Kiffin is doing over there, though. I mean, I think last year was
0: a a. Uh, 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 the right move, right? Yeah, they yeah. were moving in the right direction. Uh, they lost late, but I, th- I feel like I like what Lane Kiffin was saying. How
1: like.
2: does Mississippi regard Georgia? What do y'all think of of Georgia? Man, well, because honestly, uh, Mississippi State and or Ole Miss only play Georgia every other year. Uh, we don't hate them, but we don't love them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we spend more time hating on teams like LSU, Alabama, uh, you okay. know, Arkansas, all right. stuff like that. You right. know what I mean? All right, so, all right. What's yeah, Georgia thinking of
0: Mississippi? I, I would agree with him. Do they know they're there?
2: <laughs> 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 I mentioned they knew we were there when Dak Prescott was there. Oh, I'll tell you what, right. I feel like a lot of the
0: SEC games are rival games. I didn't know anything about it coming in, you know, from New Jersey. I'm just out here yeah, for some right, ball, right, baby. Right, right, but right. we have a lot of rival games.
1: All right. Well, that's just a fun moment. Just, it just hit me for a second. Just hit me for a second. Mississippi, Georgia. That's all. That's.
2: They got all. a great running back over there at Ole Miss. You know, oh, Dwayne Sean. I'm telling you, he, he has a chance to to be a, a top three, top four back. Well, in, let's talk in some. Co- let's
1: talk some college stuff, and we'll get back to the Broncos in a little bit. We got some Coach Prime though. Ooh. We got some. Are you guys ready for some Coach Prime?
3: I'm ready. Man. We ready I'm for excited some Coach for that. Prime?
1: All right. We'll get to that coming up next. No Sean, tell me what you're doing with the uh the college football podcast that you work on. D Mac with Noshawn Moreno. Give, give your podcast a little love. What's uh what's going on there? What do you guys um what do you guys got cooking on that sucker?
0: Yeah, we talk all uh it's called the uh SSC players section. Um yeah, we just talk all SEC ball, um, mostly Georgia. But we try to, you know, get down the list of all the SEC schools and what they're doing and the recruiting process and, you know, just give the listeners a little something to listen to before the season start, And then, you know, we continue that throughout the season. It's a little easier during the season. You know that because so many mm-hmm. games going mm-hmm. on and mm-hmm. so exciting each week. It brings their, its own excitement. You keep so, it rolling
1: during the entire off season. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. We keep okay. it going in the off season. Okay. So. But it's good, man. It's myself, um, Tavares King, mm-hmm. um, that actually played here for yep. a little bit. I remember him? Yep. And uh, Blaine Gilmer, who was our, you know, host. Okay. So, but uh, it's a good, it's a good deal, man. We love doing it. I mean, I love college football. You know, I mean, what has, do you like
1: the best about college football?
0: You know, it's just the atmosphere. It's just uh, each week it can be so different. You just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I feel like it's the same with the 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 league, the NFL, but. It's just so much going on in college ball, um that you can kinda keep up with that I enjoy, especially on the SEC side of it. And then just seeing what, you know, what team gets to the playoffs and the whole playoff situation is kinda interesting as well. So it's just a lot about it. It's just uh um I guess it's just really the fans that, that bring that excitement to me. How you like Coach Prime. You know? Oh I love Coach Prime. Yeah. Yeah, I love Coach Prime. You got Prime any relationship brings. with him at all? Personal relationship? No, I don't. I don't. You know, we all kind of grew up watching him, and so he uh, was able to accomplish. And I just love the mindset again. Did you play any sports besides football? I mean, high school I played a little bit of basketball, but that was just to do something. No baseball, baseball, basketball, track. track. Basketball, track. track. Okay. Was the two
1: things. Because when you go back and watch Deion Sanders play baseball, I mean, never mind just how spectacular he was in football. I mean, it just was something else. Baseball
0: would probably be one of the hardest ones oh. to,
1: to be able to do at a at a, at a professional level.
0: It's was... hockey, I think, a little bit as well. Because you got to skate and think about this little puck. And then what gets me with the hockey is like, for real, they're not wearing no face mask? I'm like, bro, I'm wearing, face, I don't care what you think
1: about me. I I'm wearing a whole face mask. I officially do not know <laughs> one. Pro football player who could have also been a pro hockey player. Mm-hmm. I do not know. I don't know one. No. Um, you you know, you got a couple pro baseball players who are also football players. Actually, baseball and football are actually fantastic crossover sports. You know, they're in different seasons. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of the same sort of athleticism depending on the position. And uh, no, I could see I wouldn't be surprised at all if if you were a baseball player. Wouldn't be surprised if i hitting the
0: ball. Though I mean, I remember got it threw a curve at me in middle school, and, and I happened? thought I thought it was going to hit me. And that thing, boom! I look back, I'm talking about strike. I said, strike. <laughs> that thing was at my head, almost hit me. That has to be the toughest sport. I mean, to so, get that. Was that what you were thinking more about, doing the track? Uh, I was like, that was it. Track? Yeah, that was it. After. Yeah. I, I didn't play any more baseball. And they were hitting me a lot, too. I was like, bro, stop hitting me. You I'm just going mean? to go be the
1: fastest guy out there. Yeah. How about that? How's that going to work out for me? Oh, yeah. Probably pretty good. All right, here's Coach Prime. Here we go with Dion on what he expects his team to handle uh, the pressure against
3: TCU. Well, they came here because they wanted to they came here because they wanted the light, they wanted the smoke, they wanted the attention, they wanted the focus, they wanted the love. I mean, but also you got to understand there's an opposite of that as well that you got to be willing to accept when you want all of them and desire those things. Um, these kids are ready. We prepare them not just athletically, we prepare them mentally for things and challenges that's going to happen in life as well. So uh, I like what I see on a daily basis. I really do. Now, matter of fact, I love these kids. I really do. How's that goes? Okay. Uh, yeah. If you don't, if that. you
0: can't. If you don't get excited every time he speaks, every time he talks, like, I love it. Love it. Like, I get fired up every single—because he's just talking real life. Mm hmm You know what I mean? He's talking ball, how you got to be mentally, not just only physically prepared. I mean— I just love everything, about. It. I don't care if they don't win any games,
1: honestly. Did you love when he said, uh, my quarterback's got to like, be a 4.0 student. He's got to be something. My defensive lineman, broken home. <laughs> just whatever. It <laughs> doesn't matter. I mean, that's, that's Deion I, point I just it. love it, man. All right, he's talking about the heck, the in Texas. It's, hot.
3: it's got a lot of here too, man. A little bit. So, heat is heat, man. I think uh, <clears throat> a lot of kids dealing with the altitude here. It's, it's been tremendous as well so I, I think we're gonna be okay. I don't think we're gonna be okay. we're gonna be okay. We're putting them in pressure prior situations. We stopped practice uh, midway through got a couple of cages and then have them run several sprints Then mm. continue practice to, to make sure they understand the fatigue level and don't give in to it mentally. Once you give in into anything in life mentally you, you, you're gonna fail. See so
0: you get fired up. I, I, I mean just keeps you going. I, and I can see Kirby Smart being that same kind of head coach. He's a fiery dude. and mm-hmm. He speaks it how it is, speaks real about it. Um, and I think that's why a lot of the guys um, can relate to him. And, I mean, he's a former player, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Same thing with Prime. I mean, he played mm-hmm. at the highest level. Kirby mm-hmm. didn't go to, What? wait a minute. Did he go to the— Well, I'm not sure. I don't think so. But he played at Georgia, man. He was a really good player, right? So
1: um, guys can relate to that, and he keeps it real, and he's fiery, man. I love it. Prime was asked about his team coming out in sunglasses, as was reported by Aaron Andrews. Coach, Aaron Andrews on the Fox broadcast of Saints and Texans the other night mentioned that the players are going to be coming out in shades with an NIL deal. Can you maybe explain oh, a little bit I, about that? I, I, I can't go into that. I'm, I'm going to
3: stay away from NIL stuff and all that. Was that Matt? Is that our
1: guy, Matt? Oh, is a that's, well, hold on a second. Coach Aaron Andrews on the Fox. Box. That is Matt. I didn't even record. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I got to give Matt some shine, man. That's awesome. The yeah, so Saints and Texans the other night mentioned that the players are going to be coming out in shades with an NIL deal. Can you maybe explain oh, a little bit I, about I, that? I can't go into that. I, I'm
3: going to stay away from the NIL stuff and all that. <laughs>
1: all right. Hey, man. So what <laughs> did say no. Well, he didn't say no. So wait, man. Is there a sunglasses company that's giving the players something? Like, is that, is that is that what Matt's
2: inferring, that there's an NIL deal if they all, like, wear sunglasses out on the field? That's correct from what I understand. I, I haven't gotten any news on what company. That's what I'm waiting on. So a sunglass company is furnishing, like, 100 sets of sunglasses for the players to come out with? It's pretty good, branded by the, the sunglasses company. That is true. That is so that's an NIL thing going on that's, with that. that's what we're picking up on there right there. That's, so. yeah. Hmm.
1: Prime doesn't want anything to do with that. Like, his, his son's making like three million dollars in NIL money. Something. What is what is Shador
2: making? I'm not even joking. It's it's in the millions. It's something. Yeah, for sure. If I rem- if I remember correctly, I, I want to say it's right under two million. So. Mm. 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, mm. that's why you stay four years nowadays.
1: My my kid's the same age as Shadur and he's a junior in college. Mm-mm-mm. I promise you, he ain't making $2 million. I, I know where that money's going. It's going out, not in. <laughs> All right, one last one. Coach Prime, if he's feeling pressure. Oh, see, come
3: on. I mean, well, Russ has no, he runs to the pressure. I know it may seem like it, but it's not about me. And you're talking about a big stage. I think I played the Super Bowl every other I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm straight. This is about the kids, man. I want them to uh, go out there and maximize the moment and take advantage of the exposure and the light that they have. And I feel like they will.
1: Well, I, I agree with him. What, why does he have any? What's the, what's the pressure on Prime? What's the what? Seriously, what is? I mean, of course, there's right. you know you want to win. You yeah. want There's that sort of just game day, whatever. But what's he got to prove?
0: Yeah, he doesn't have anything to prove. It's just more so the team and the history of how this team looked in the past, right? I mean, been
1: one of the worst teams, college teams. Been so. bad. I bet you just haven't paid attention to it. Why would you? Yeah. I mean, seriously. Not much. Just, but that's what I'm saying. So that's, that's the pressure that people are thinking Have about. you been up to Boulder in the past five years to watch a game? No, not to see a game. I mean, either. Mm-mm. Although I've seen plenty, you know, over the years. Right. But what's the point? Aside from Boulder is a wonderful place, the stadium's beautiful. I mean, all, you know, listen, there's worse ways to spend a Saturday for sure by having a day up in Boulder going to a CU game. I mean, sure,
2: Mm.
1: sure. But, I mean, in general, like, you're not there for competitive reasons (laughs) or or at least not recently. Yeah, that's what they're thinking. Are you finding yourself a CU fan? I'm definitely root for them. I'm definitely
0: going to root for them. Uh, What's a fan? What's a fan? I don't know. That's a good question. You know, because I mean, I root for the Broncos. I, am I a fan? I don't know.
1: I don't know what that means. Well, that's what does that mean? That's something we could dig into. Dig into it, then. I don't you're, care. You're I just not, don't know. What was it? What does that mean? That's a great question. Also, I've got a simple solution for the ridiculousness that is the NFL preseason. I want to run that past you. Coming up next, Denver Sports Station one hundred four three. The fan presents
3: the drive.
1: No Sean Moreno, KJ, we got um, James Merillac coming up, and we'll get deeper into all the Broncos cuts and moves with James just a little bit. No Sean, you asked, what is a fan? Now I have a way to revamp preseason, but that's okay. That's a fair question. So what is a fan to you? How can you be a fan when you've been an athlete? What's the difference? Mm. How do you know what you are?
0: Yeah, right. I mean, I guess I could see a fan being someone that I mean lives and breathes uh, one team, where every move they make, they're just heartbroken. The losses, they're heartbroken. The wins, they're just the happiest person in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, follow every move maybe that team makes. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really know. But like, I root for the Broncos for sure, and I, you know now I'm rooting for for CU to to have a great season. So.
1: I don't know what a fan means. You know, I don't know what does it mean to you. Uh, I think it's a tricky question, Um, but I think it's the greatest thing about sports. I think it's the the ultimate thing about sports is being a fan, and I think it strikes everybody differently. So to feel passion about something that you have no (laughs) inherent benefit of to me is one of the most wonderful, amazing sort of things. When Aaron Gordon won an NBA championship with the Nuggets and he was dancing with his shirt off downtown and people were jumping up and down, he had a one-man parade, good for Aaron Gordon, and I love A.G. Uh, I don't know if you know him at all, but he is such a good dude and an amazing athlete. But there's a joy and exuberance about performing at that level that is contagious. So I think when you can catch that contagion, when you can get that sort of viral feeling in your soul that you can't explain, <laughs> you know you're a damn fan. <laughs> but if it's just about putting 20 bucks on the game, you just care about your bank account. Right? You ain't a fan. If you're worried about your fantasy team, you're not a fan. You got, you got some skin in the game, which isn't the worst thing in the world, but you're not a fan. Right. No, man. You got to you gotta feel it. You got to feel the pain. Yeah, the pain. You got to feel the pain when your team loses to feel the joy when your team wins. I feel like that for, for Georgia. If Georgia was to lose, I'm like,
0: man, I can't believe it. And, and, and don't let it be one of the SEC schools we lose to, so like, you know, a Tennessee, Auburn, whatever. I'm like, oh. and we let them beat us?
1: Like I'm tight, I'm tight over that. So now hmm. I think you can be a fan of a team, and you can also be a fan of individual of a- players too. For whatever right. your, for whatever your wacky reasons are, I think a lot of it is in, in, in embedded into us when we're younger, and we you mm. just feel things more. Yeah, I and I feel that. like as you get older, you probably hang on to certain things. But life comes at you fast, right? Okay, I can see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like what you're saying about that. Life comes at you fast, and I got to pay for the kids, and I got the house, and I got the car, and I got debt to do. But is there anything more pure when you're 10, 11, 12 years old, and all you want to get is your favorite team's shirt? How much like That's excitement when you put that on? Now, I do think it's a little different for guys like you. I do. Because sometimes you're putting on a shirt, you're playing on that team. <laughs> And you got you got a world that the rest of us normal humans know, Sean. We really do not understand. How many schools were you recruited by in college or scholarship offers you got? Yeah, a ish? lot. A lot. It was a lot. Give me a number uh, ish. Like, ish 50. Right. Orlando Franklin was here. He said he got recruited by 89 Division I schools. Yeah. You're 50. Mm-hmm. I can't relate to that. <laughs> TJ, that's ridiculous, right? I can't, That I, is absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand that. <laughs> but that's why your perspective is so valuable in terms of the other side of things. Yeah. We're meant to be fans of you. It'll be interesting in your life what you become a fan of because right. you've been so busy being an athlete and living the dream. You're the 1% of the 1%, man. You, yeah. you got a shot at it. I yeah. mean, my goodness. Really? I mean, give me a break. I see where you're coming from. The for crazy sure. thing is, in life, you're super young. In life, 35, right? Mm-mm. That's nothing. It's like Babyland, man. <laughs> like baby land. I'm sure it doesn't feel like that. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't. But in life, you know, 35 is pretty damn young. Mm-hmm. That's why these guys, on a cut day like today, man, oh, man, oh, man. You go from being that player to being that fan. Mm. It is can be like that.
0: Crazy. It can be kind of crazy. That is wild. And I didn't have a team either that I liked that I was a fan of when I was a kid either. Why? Why don't you think so? Zero. Giants? You're from New Jersey. No, the all my buddies love the Giants, okay. so I had to go against them. So, I, I didn't want to be all of us liking the Giants. Did you root for the Cowboys? No, I went Raiders. I went all the way across Raiders. the United States. <laughs> I went way over to the Raiders. I said, Raiders. Oh, you know what? Because I love that 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 dark side. They had the you know the mean toughness about them. They were the you know the black and g- silver. Yeah. And you know, what I mean, Geni was the kicker, I believe, at the time. You like the kicker? Uh, he was out there banging them things <laughs> from deep, he, and he didn't look like a regular kicker. He had a little size to him, and I was like, you know what? I like them Raiders, baby. So, so what happened when you became a
1: Bronco? Yeah, I didn't like them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like them anymore. But no, I think I think it's so powerful being a fan. Uh, I think the fans. At the end of the day, you're more about the team than the individual players. Uh, but without the individual players, what do you have? And right, I right. think that's the basic argument that running backs have now uh, in the NFL. Like, what are you doing without us? Exactly. So why are we be paying such a low percentage of money considering how much we touch the football? Right. I think that's a, a damn good argument.
0: And it's a lot on their plate, too. I mean, just like a lot of the other positions as well. But, I mean, you got to be able to catch run, protect, know all the calls uh, that your quarterback's calling. You know, shoot, we had, when Peyton was here, man, we had to know the, the wide receiver's routes. Mm-hmm. All the, the calls, all the hand signals, we had to know all that. Like, we were a receiver. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're out there, out wide, and he gives you a signal, you better know what you're doing. <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, I don't know why they're paid so low. And hopefully that changes, and we'll see. We'll see. But definitely uh, valuable.
1: You- you know, it's funny, the, 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 um, and we'll get to James Merrillat here in a second, and I'll tell you how to change the preseason and fix everything. There's some problems out there, and Alberto's a good example. But mm-hmm. when you look at the NFL, I talked to some of the older fellas um, who played in the 90s, early 2000s, and said, oh, man, if, if only it was two years later for you. Mm. You know what's happening in running backs? It's going in the wrong direction. <laughs> it's going in the opposite direction right now. Like, it's probably better off when you played actually. I mean, you were a first-round draft pick. You were a guy who could get a – con. you you were valued. Mm -hmm. There was value to you. And now, now what is it? And, hey, hey, the Broncos were happy. If we heard George Payton, they were happy to get Jaleel McLaughlin as an undrafted free agent. They were recruiting him to be an undrafted free agent because they know how much money they save on that. Right, exactly. Running backs, man. And
0: it's crazy. I look at a guy like Saquon. I mean, he had a great season last year.
1: doesn't matter. matter. How the heck? Because you know what? Unfortunately, there's a lot of guys who are, there are a lot of guys. You said it yourself. 5'10", foot, two twenty, whatever. Because I asked you about Julio McLaughlin, you're like, hey, we can all run the rock. Mm -hmm. But who are these dudes who are 6'6", 320 pounds? Where do they come from? You know, where does a six seven three forty, you know, guy like Kush or the Belly or Miners where do these freaks come from? And you come can't from Georgia, baby. That's why we need to <laughs> I look at that I look That's, at the schools every right. year. That's
0: right. You know, I look at the roster, I'm like, all right, where's the SEC and where's Georgia? That's right. And I look at that there's no Georgia. And hardly any SEC. I mean we got we have um what's the name from Arkansas? And I think there's another guy as the SEC guy on our roster. So
1: let me ask you a tough question. Come on. Let me ask you a tough question. What's more important, the offensive line or the running back? Offensive line. You got to have that offensive
0: line. I mean, okay. yeah, it all starts there. It I mean, you can have there. a really great back, and, you know, you got pressure, you're getting pushed into your lap. You're like, all right, well, I can gain maybe one or two. So if you
1: think that, what are the owners thinking? What are the general managers thinking? I get it. Yeah. I get all it. right, we'll talk to our guy, James Merrillat. We'll fix preseason next.
2: The Drive on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. All right, it's T-Mac. No
1: Sean Moreno. Dave Barrett will join us here in a second. Hot Take Tuesday is presented by Papa Murphy's. You can order your pizza for pickup today. That's Papa Murphy's. All right, I do have a way to fix the NFL in the preseason. I'll wait for James Merrillat, but the, the, the reason behind this notion is <sighs> Alberto. If, if Alberto didn't earn a spot on the team, why do we do any of this stuff? <laughs> why do we have preseason games? Why do we have a lengthy training camp? Why do we have, seriously, any of it? And, and certainly there is no justification at this point for a final preseason game, <laughs> which is tricky because if you just have one, well, that would be the final game. If you had two, two would be the final game. But the teams have showed us, whether it's three or four or whatever, we ain't playing guys in whatever the final preseason game is. So what the hell are we doing? <laughs> so, so was that entire game? Was the point of that entire football game to get Albert O traded? Like, like was that the only reason it existed?
0: Because no. what else
1: was the purpose? No. I mean,
0: definitely some purpose to it. Um, what? It's some purpose. If you're on the fence with a guy, it, not even Albert O, maybe who? it was someone else. I don't know. Maybe, who, give me somebody. Who knows? Maybe they were on the fence. Maybe it was the running back. Maybe it was. Um... You know, if you're on the fence with a guy, when two guys are uh, well, kind of even, All hold right. on a second. Just I'll we'll I'm,
1: I'm, I'm take you point by point. Okay. Sean Payton earlier said today, uh, Jaleel McLaughlin made the team after the San Francisco game. Uh, he, uh, he said that. Yeah, he didn't. That right. didn't matter. Right. Maybe it wasn't a running back then. <laughs> well, it was, was a different position. Who, who knows? Who was it? Who was it? Who? All right. Who made this team? Aside from Jaleel, listen, I understand the point of making the team, no, Sean, and parts of preseason, okay? It's the games that don't make any sense at this point. I understand there's a certain amount of football that has to be prepared. Do is we have James yeah. or not? Is he is, there, is he with us? Oh, are getting him? All right. Well, he started this whole thing because he put something out <laughs> there. and We'll get into all the cuts and what the Broncos did starting here at 5 o'clock. And we'll get James going, um, too. But James' basic question was, if Alberto didn't make the Broncos after what he did in the past two weeks, well, what, what's going on here? I don't know if Alberto could have possibly had a better two weeks than, than he just did. It's just that he wasn't going to be part of this Broncos system. Oh, didn't you know that in June? Didn't, didn't you know that at the beginning of training camp? You might have
0: had an idea. But you still got to see it all the way through. And I mean, like I said, you could be on the fence with somebody. So you're like, you know, I need to see him in this game and see how he prepares, see how he he plays this game. But at the same time, it is maybe like some respect and some courtesy to the guys too that come out here every week. I got an idea, you know. I got an idea to give that to put that tape out
1: there for another team. I got an idea. Let me hear it. Let's play another game, like a game that why counts, that matters, an 18th game. So here's my idea. First of all, I want to support the players. I want to do something positive for the players. So I think you guys, as players, need a spring game. I do. I think you need something to figure out who's making the team and who's not making the team. I think hmm. you got to put some pads on at that mini camp or something in well, June. Well, something like that. Don't they kind of do that with the joint practices? They do. You're getting there. See, I knew you were smart. And you need to pad up a little bit. So at the end of June, after your minicamp, you cut down to 70 players, not 90, 70, 7 You expand the rosters to 55 and you require teams to have three quarterbacks on the roster. The end. So there's nothing to think about. So you never get into a terrible situation like you have. I'm giving more jobs. 55 guys, no, Sean, make the active day roster. Forget about this cutting to 45. I never understood that. 53 to 45, no, Sean, why? <laughs> 53 to 45. It doesn't make any sense. So you keep yeah, fi- yeah, you keep 55 that. guys. The practice squad goes from 16 to 15, so you have 70 guys on your team. Now, practice squad guys, no, Sean, you could just you know, hire these guys whenever, but you've got plenty of time to figure out who your 70 guys are. Then once you get to training camp, no more preseason games, but you do have you have a home stadium practice and you have a road stadium practice where you have joint practices with two teams. Every team does it. So you pick out two teams, you got a home practice. So you invite the fans in and you charge a much lower cost. Not necessarily free, but I'm talking five bucks to get in. So people that don't normally get to go to NFL games because it's too pricey can get into that practice. But it's like a practice scrimmage. When I'm watching the Rams and the Broncos out there Wednesday and Thursday last week, dude, that was like a real football game, mm. especially on Thursday when they were just repping, 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 except we weren't tackling to the ground. We weren't hitting quarterbacks. Yeah. How much hitting do you really need to be ready to play football? You don't need much. You need a little nice little thud and get them
0: legs right and get the soreness out of your legs. And a month? Yeah, you don't need much. You good to go? A month? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm good. I'm ready to go. So, I, I really don't like joint practices. I, I couldn't do it. I've never not? been into one because it's going to turn into a real game to me. You know what well, I mean? that's, like, that's kind of what it did. Tackling. I'm talking. About I'm cutting. Yeah, I'm doing a. Yeah, touch my quarterback. Oh, you know what I mean? I'm. I was a real short fuse. Yeah, you though. like to fight too. I was a real short fuse, <laughs> and I know any little thing. I probably would have been like, "All right, it's over.
1: Regular game. It is." Well, you're kind of proving my point because once you get ready and you get to that point and you're trying to keep guys healthy. You have two joint practices, even though you don't like them, but they are close Mm -hmm. enough to a real game. And then 18th game, and you start the NFL season last weekend, and then everybody takes a bye week for college football to start. Everybody takes a bye week, so you just get yourself, you get your feet wet, you take a bye week, and then off you go for the rest of your 17-game season. Hmm. So you get a real game under your belt so you can see what it's all about. And then you can decide, you know, maybe I want this guy, maybe I want that guy, I can do. But you use a real game in terms of figuring that out, not some sort of make-believe thing. How in the world did Georgia, did you get ready to play the season without a preseason game? (laughs) How is CU ready to play TCU, no Sean, without a preseason game? Yeah, that's
0: true, right? It's all done in-house, yeah, that's true. I mean, they do it then. I mean, I I like what you said with making the roster a little bit bigger. Absolutely. You know, I, I, think, I think
1: the players get jobbed.
0: Yeah, I love that. But hey, you know, these NFL teams, man, then the billions of dollars is not enough. They they want to hold all that in their pockets.
1: Yeah, but I'm giving I'm giving the owner something too. I'm giving you an eighteenth game. You don't like the idea of an eighteenth game, huh?
0: I don't like that either, but I like the 50, I like the the roster change. I don't need more games. <laughs> but I mean I'll take more, another game, that's more fine. Games, more games, it is more, what it is. More games, more money.
1: Mm. More games, more money. More game. Preseason is a waste. Well, oh yeah, time. take take away the preseason. Oh,
0: so, but, but take away the preseason. What you're saying, though, right? How many games? So just take away all of them and just do a little, a little
1: scrimmage. Two and just, yeah, one. Like the Broncos had one preseason game this year. One time okay. they could charge for parking and you know vending and whatever. But do all that. Just make it a nighttime practice. Make it something cool. Make it something fun. You know, bring out some music artists. Make it a whole, like, welcome back football mm. sort of deal. Bring out a bunch of alums. You know, have a great time with it. Celebrate the history of your team. And it would be awesome. Fans would absolutely love it. Because I can't, hey, man, I can You want to talk about fans? You want to talk about fans? Talk about those, those poor souls that sit on that hill oh, at yeah. the Broncos. under that sweltering sun with no back, just blankets. <laughs> And the boredom of watching special teams. You want to talk about fans? Those folks are fans. Yeah, those people are amazing. That's who I'm like. My my respect for those folks goes through. The, and they're wearing all their Broncos gear, and they got what their autographs. Yeah, those are the fans. Are you kidding me? Yeah, how is that not fantastic? Do something more for them. Five bucks a ticket, any seat in the house, first come first serve. Mm-hmm. That's it. Five bucks. Get you in the door. Five buck parking. Five buck ticket. And then, you know, you want to sell beers for $12. Go ahead. I mean, you know, nobody says you have to drink a beer. So you're playing your starters in in this game? That's in, in in the scrimmage. Yeah. In the, like, joint practice. Well, Russell Wilson played a ton on Wednesday and Thursday. Hell yeah. Yeah, damn right you are. And you can find rhythm, and the offense and defensive line can go after each other, and you thud a little bit. Maybe you know the second, third teamers can take guys to the ground. We just kind of mm-hmm. just kind of mm-hmm. nod and look away a little bit as that <laughs> kind of goes on. But it's not like the the defensive backs are not going as hard as they can against the receivers, right? They're trying to get open. They're not maybe tackling, but they're trying to knock the ball down, right? I mean, it's all going full speed at that level. Just don't want your quarterback to get hit. Yeah, without your. Guy's making $40 million a year. Where are you at? I need to
0: see this on paper.
1: I can't can't write it down. I had a a hard time even explaining it. (laughs) But I think I just fixed football. I think I did.